The NFL season is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Man, the Milwaukee Bucks finally commit to Mike Budenholzer, the NBA schedule is released, and the late Kobe Bryant's birthday recently passed. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living? My name is... Feeling good, feeling great. What's up, everybody? John, how you living? My name is... Doing well, man. Doing well. Good to be here. So like I said earlier, the late Kobe Bryant birthday um, just recently passed, and a lot of people had different posts. I just wanted to ask, like, just open it up to you guys. Uh, what were you guys thinking about? What are some memorable games uh, that you want to mention for Kobe? Let's just honor him for a little bit. I'm going to start with John. Man, just... Just being a Laker fan for as long as I've been and and seeing, been privileged, honestly, to just have some of the all-time greats play for my team that I've loved and grew up on. And Kobe just being somebody that I kind of idolize and I try to emulate when I played basketball recreationally, there's just so many moments. And one that really sticks out to me was Orlando Magic, Lakers 2009 finals after game two the Lakers go up 2-0 and in the post game one of the reporters asks him you so are you happy because Kobe wasn't smiling he wasn't grinning he would just didn't seem like he was happy that the Lakers were up 2-0 and then Kobe says why would what's there to be happy about and the reporter says you're up 2-0 and Kobe's response, just cold-blooded killer, the Black Mamba, with no smile, no grin, said, job's not finished. Finished Is the job finished? No, job's not finished. <laughs> and to me, that just kind of just encapsulates or just, just in a nutshell emphasizes kind of what kind of player, the type of player that Kobe was. He's just a killer stone cold killer and didn't want to even give his opponents the time of day of thinking that he was weak or you know giving them or or like content with the lakers being up 2-0 so for me that was it was that moment yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna agree like kobe bryant definitely was the last of his breed i want to say as far as the intensity and the level of skill that he had i mean you just think about his intensity like to have matt barnes ball fake right at his face and the man doesn't even flinch like he doesn't even move an inch and he was just just amazing to watch JJ do you have anything to say yeah uh, Kobe is probably the last player that symbolized greatness and 
when I define greatness, it's when everybody hates you while you're playing, and when you retire, everyone loves you. That happened to Jordan. A lot of, and people like often forget this that Jordan was hated on during the '90s because he was that good. Kobe was hated on during the 2000s, but now he's beloved and yes, sir. soon to be Tom Brady when he retires, it'll probably be the same because when greatness retires or you don't see it anymore, that's when people appreciate it. So shout out to Kobe. Um, one of the characteristics that I think that we often forget about Kobe is his tenacious defense. And his defense was amazing. Like, it made me want to play defense like he plays defense. And a game that I want to, like, shout out is Game 4, 2006, against the Suns. He had that crazy layup really high. And then he also had the game winner over two people. John's favorite player, Raja Bell, and the other person doesn't even matter. Kobe, shout out. We love you. Yeah. Dude, his defense was incredible. He's a 12-time all-defensive selection, five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, um, 18-time all-star. I mean, the list goes on for Kobe Bean Bryant, and uh, we just want to say rest in peace uh, from the clinic over here. And... Now we're going to move on, move forward, get the ball rolling. Mike Budenholzer. This man just got extended. Three years. Three-year extension after winning the NBA Finals. I guess we're all not really shocked, but sort of shocked at the same time. It's a strange feeling. JJ, I'm going to kick it to you. What do you think of this extension? My first reaction is, why now? True. What's the rush? You have one more year on your contract. He was already on kind of like walking on eggshells. No, not walking on eggshells. He was already, you know, in this beam of light where people wanted him out. And the net series symbolized all this hate that people wanted him out. Like terrible rotations, no strategy. The substitutions were like ill-advised and untimely. And everyone talked about how James Harden who was obviously injured, there was a lack of attack. Like you could have done the, you know, Chris Paul or, you know, the Harden tactic, use it on his, use his own tactic on him, on him, which is pick the weakest player and just go at him, which they didn't do. But I guess like they, they had to extend the contract, did they? I don't know. I guess they had to, but they fired numerous coaches after winning Coach of the Year. Can I do that? That's George Carl, uh, Joint Casey, even Mike Brown. So I guess if you win a championship, your contract is expected to get extended, right? Yeah, I mean, JJ's saying that, that they had to do it. They had to extend it. J- or John, do you think the same? I think from a PR perspective, they had to, but I don't think it's the right move from a, an organization standpoint. I mean, excuse unless me. Mike Budd has some voodoo dolls and was poking his Kyrie Irving one and to make him get injured in the 
Eastern Conference. Sem- was it the semi <laughs> semifinals or finals? <laughs> Whatever. And, and maybe that's why Kyrie got hurt. He told maybe he told Giannis to go stand under him while he was going for a layup. I don't know. But I just I, I don't think from a, a, a basketball mind or a coach like JJ said the X's and O's or anything. Even beyond that, I don't know if he deserved the. I mean, they they won the championship, right? And he can't control the injuries that happen, but. I just was I was left unimpressed with his adjustments and the things that he did or did not do throughout the entire playoffs. So again, this is just a, in my opinion, a result of the fact that the Bucks did end up winning the championship, and that happens a lot in the NBA, right? Yeah. You have a coach who may not be the most deserving of a contract extension or a massive salary raise. But they they're gonna get it because they won the championship. Same, it actually goes to players too, right? You see a lot of players that they're not that great. They don't play. They're probably they're like a one-trick pony. They're really only specialized in one thing. But if they win a championship, you'll see that they're gonna command a new contract or salary that, in most people's eyes, is way beyond what they are actually worth. So I'm not surprised by it. I just don't think he deserves it. Yeah, I mean. I'm gonna express the same sentiment that that Mike Budenholzer definitely didn't necessarily earn this contract. I think what JJ was saying earlier is that Mike Budenholzer was definitely underneath a microscope for this playoffs. Like if he didn't win the NBA championship, he's likely going to be fired. That right? Correct. It was the, literally the only way, the only way that he could get his contract extended, and he did it. So they had to give him a contract, but, but what I do want to say is that they didn't commit to him for very long, did they? Three years? Doesn't that seem kind of light? Didn't Steve Kerr get like an extension for like five years or something like that? I mean, isn't it one year too long? <laughs> <laughs> Burn. I think, do you think that was that extra championship year, though? They're like, oh, you did get us a championship. I guess I got to throw three. So it doesn't seem too suspicious. Two, two years would have been kind of suspicious right right three years it's like you're you're barely like breaking the threshold of like yeah we kind of appreciate you i don't know the man is a regular season beast though i mean his record is 172 and 65 so he does get you to the playoffs um we'll just see if he could repeat this success i think we're all in agreement here that we all sort of put a little asterisk on this title because there were so many injuries. I mean, the Lakers, the Nets. I mean, the list goes on, right? For title favorites. Coach Bud should be giving part of his salary to Kevin Durant's foot. <laughs> his toe? His toe. His big toe, yeah. Bruh. Absolutely. Yeah. The nail salon that he, uh, Katie goes to. <laughs> <laughs> his, where he paints his nails black when he's... <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter become when he's very e- emotional yeah, yeah. <laughs> emo so the so the <laughs> NBA schedule has been released and I want to ask you guys what games you guys are excited for at least choose one choose one game out of the regular season that you guys are looking forward to I'm gonna start with JJ well we've talked about this on the clinic which is we miss 90s basketball and when you when you think about '90s basketball, one of the teams that pops up are the New York Knicks. 
And when I saw the schedule that Mr. Trey, Trey coming through New York, talking smack to the crowd at I'm MSG, which people think are is the mecca of basketball. I thought, how dope is that? Like New York for the past few years, they haven't been in the playoffs, but now there's a rivalry and it's with one of the youngest stars that's coming up. So I'm actually pretty excited for Christmas Day for once with a, an East Coast team, two East Coast teams playing against each other, the Knicks and the Hawks. Nice. John, what game are you going with? You are. You guys already know where I'm going with this, right? Christmas Day, baby. Lakers and Nets. The, yeah. the pinnacle of, and I hope it's not a disappointment, but just based on the talent and the storylines behind the the guys on the on the court it's 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 got to be electric right you have lebron and kyrie former teammates who won a championship together you have uh kd and westbrook who seem cordial but most likely hate each other and will forever for eternity <laughs> and then you have harden and, and ad they don't have any history together but even harden with westbrook they played together with KD in their early, when they were all rookies and they were early in OKC. And so just the storylines alone should make the game. I hope there's a lot of trash talking. I hope there's people don't hold back. And, you know, we have it just it just ends up being a great game. If I had my way, I would hope it would go four overtimes. But again, there's, there is a lot of hype around it. I will say that. And I just hope I'm not disappointed. But I'm going to go with that Lakers Nets Christmas Day. Dude, there's something about just watching KD and LeBron go at each other, especially this upcoming year. I mean, it's so exciting to to almost see LeBron have like these fake motivational slights towards him. Like Lakers are too old. He doesn't get any votes, right? Any votes for best player in the league. And he's like retweeting these. He's like quoting the tweet um, to see him amped up like that in a game versus the Nets. I think it's going to be super fun, super exciting. But for me, it's got to be opening day. We're going to get Lakers versus Warriors. And the reason why I say this is because, man, that elimination game, it, it I wanted more. I, I wish it was a full series. And I hate to say this, but basketball is so good when Steph Curry and LeBron James are going at each other neck and neck. Yes, sir! And now Steph Curry is going to actually have have better players around him. Wiseman with another year. Kaminga off the bench. Moody off the bench. Iggy. Iguodala is back. Like, the storylines are great. And then plus, Russell Westbrook, like, playing defense on Steph Curry. Like, for some reason, they just really go at each other. They get underneath each other's skin. That's so much fun to watch, too. That's the game that I'm looking forward to. Something that I want to mention, though, we have a list of the number of nationally televised games for each team. And the Lakers are at the top with 42. The Warriors are number two with 41. And are you guys surprised at all? that these two teams have the most nationally televised game. Is there a, a team that you guys think should be in the top two? No. The Cavs. 
the Pistons. <laughs> I think it's appropriate, man. I think it's appropriate. The Nets are are right under that too. They're they're at number three. The Bucks are at number four. Um, I think I think it's pretty appropriate, right? Yeah, it's not surprising at all. Yeah, and it's because of what you said earlier. Yeah. That basketball is so much better when Steph Curry and LeBron James are going toe to toe. Yes, sir. And that's essentially why it's not surprising to me. Those guys, those two have been going at it in the finals for the last five, six, seven years, however long it's been. And the ratings have always been through the roof. So for me, and then you have California, right? You have El- the so- SoCal versus NorCal. There's that, that narrative. So it's not surprising at all, even though you would think that maybe a, a championship team, the Bucks or the net or the Suns would be above the Warriors, but no, I don't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm not so, I, I thought that initially, but then I just, the market's not big enough. They don't have, I mean, Steph Curry is one of those guys that, and him and LeBron, they have such polarizing games. They're so different. Steph is so, is finesse. He's a shooter. LeBron is the opposite of that. He's like power and he's going to go at, you know, he's going to go at you with his speed and strength. And so I think that's just the difference in their games makes such a, uh, it makes the game, everything so interesting and more engaging. Game on! I'm just sad that we won't see Draymond make fun of Kyle Kuzma anymore. <laughs> but uh, to add on to what both of you were saying, you know, st- strategically speaking from a marketing standpoint, it's not a surprise that it's two West Coast teams that have primetime games. And with Adam Silver now having, you know, the primetime games at an earlier start at 5 and 5.30, it's just like, oh, let's have the best teams on the West Coast have more televised games when people are about to go to bed or going out, you know, if you're on the East Coast and while eating dinner here on the West Coast. So marketing-wise, it's wise as well. But the main thing is Steph versus LeBron, yeah. man. How how can't you like That's that? That's true. And Come on. Just games with those two, like you guys are saying, it's always electric to watch. You never know what you're going to get. And speaking of never knowing what we're what you're going to get, J.R. Smith, the man is unpredictable, man. I did not know that he was such a such an avid golfer. I guess he applied because he's going back to school. He's going to um, North Carolina A and T, and. It has been announced that he is eligible to play golf for that college at the age of 36. John, what do you think of this? I just hope he is familiar with the rules of golf. <laughs> like he didn't remember when he didn't know that there was a 24 second shot or he didn't know that there was a shot clock and didn't shoot the ball when he got the rebound. Yeah. Oh, he didn't realize there was time left on the clock. He thought they so, were ahead, too. Yeah, something was going on. <laughs> and immediately, LeBron was thinking to himself, get this guy off my team. No, I mean, that's <laughs> probably the most surprising news I've heard all week. It's I had no idea that, well, first of all, he's playing for a college at what age? 37? 36. 36, okay. I didn't know, know that was allowed. But <laughs> yeah, we dude, we got a chance. We could do it. We, we have could a do chance. It, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're eligible. And I don't know. I don't know how much of that is because he is a celebrity. 
B-list or C-list celebrity, whatever you want to call him. But right, it'll be. I guess it's. I mean, he has to be some. He has to be pretty decent at golf for him to make the team like that. So, and a lot of NBA. I think Steph Curry is a scratch golfer, which is very impressive for anybody. So, well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, JJ, do you have thoughts on this? Yeah, I just think it's funny that he joined the team with now the NCAA allowing students to receive income off their image and likeness. Oh, ooh, so that's I, a great I feel angle. it's like a really great, once again, got a name drop the marketing strategy, get his name out there, maybe get some sponsorships. But I probably, you know, not probably, I do feel bad for that pimpled-faced 18-year-old that had high dreams of making the golf team. <laughs> and here comes Jared Smith with the handle of Henny taking his spot. But hey, that's life. Sorry, kid. You lose. <laughs> I kind of wonder what kind of sponsorships Jared Smith would get. I mean, we all know he's probably going to rock the hoverboard, right? Wasn't he the dude like always showing up in a hoverboard through the tunnel? We all know that uh, the one sponsorship that he will not be getting is Lobo, uh, LeBron James Tequila Lobos. Excuse <laughs> me. Maybe Scotty a... Pippen, man. Maybe Scotty Pippen will uh, Maybe. will throw him a sponsorship. Anyway, the, I have a quote from him here. I really didn't know how it was going to go, but to be able to actually call myself a student athlete is a great feeling. So to remember, J.R. Smith, he didn't go to college. He skipped um he went straight from high school into the league. Uh, so this is the first time that he's going to be a student athlete. And that's what he's talking about. And I think that's great. So for our next topic, AI, the answer, said that his draft class was better than MJ's and LeBron's. Basically saying that his class was the best ever. Reflecting on his draft class, do you guys think this is true? Ooh, I don't know, man. Hold up. We need... When I think about LeBron's draft class with Wade, Bosch, Carmelo, and of course Darko. Right. <laughs> Darko Milicic. <laughs> yeah. That was How that was 2003, you? right? 2003. That's pretty strong, right? But I mean, AI's like Jordan's is Jordan's too. Like that's a pretty strong draft class. So I don't know. I I think it's LeBron. James this year, which is 2003, but I'm really interested to see what both of you have to say. Yeah, I mean, LeBron James, like you said, had Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Uh, another notable one is Chris Kamen, David West. Um, and then, you know, AIs, we, we have to mention AIs, right? AI, uh, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdurrahim. Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine, Antoine Walker, Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Jermaine O'Neal, Ilgoskis. Can I take back my answer? I think 90. <laughs> Dang, Iverson, Bryant, and Nash. Like, oh, those are like three of my favorite players. But Jordan's my ultimate favorite. Yeah. John, what do you think? It's tough because you have, so 84, Jordan's draft, right? You have MJ, you have Olajuwon, you have Barkley, and you have John Stockton. Those four alone are in the top, those those four players are arguably in the top 20. Yeah. Charles Barkley is probably Damn. the one that's 
is debatable. Right. Right. And then in 2003, you have Braun, Mello, Bosch, Wade. And so oh, those are those guys are like top 50, too. And then you have in 96, you have AI, the answer. You have Ray Allen. You have Marbury. Even though, I mean, Marbury was kind of more like, he was kind of iconic. He had his own shoe. He was popular at the time. You have, you have obviously Kobe Bean. You have Steve Nash. It's honestly, I think it's a lot closer than we think it is. Because yeah. each each draft has each draft has some big time players on there. So, man, this is a tougher question than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was honestly leaning already leaning towards what JJ was saying, which was the two thousand or ninety six. Oh, I'm sorry, two thousand and three. Yeah. With Braun, Melo, Bosch, and Wade, but I don't know, man. If I had to pick, I might have to go with ninety six. With uh, with I might have to go with what what AI said. Allen Iverson, Ray Allen, Marbury, Ed Kobe, Stojakovic, Steve Nash, Jermaine O'Neal, Marbury, Marcus Camby. Even though like yeah, Marcus Camby wasn't a star, but he was serviceable. He was like a good defensive player for a long time. And they had uh, it was Ben Wallace came undrafted that year too. True. Yeah, Ben Wallace. You're asking that's a great point. Ben Wallace was undrafted in that same year. That's and so crazy, dude. I yeah. think overall, yeah. 96, like top to bottom, was really strong. While the while, um, 84 and 2003, I feel it's more top heavy. Top you heavy. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. There's there's no way to really settle really settle this, except except one way, which is for us to create an NBA 2K league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all pick a class, right? We all pick a class. We face each other, and then we post it on Twitter and see what see what comes about. So you guys heard it here first. I mean, we're gonna start this. We're gonna we're gonna play each other one on one, tournament style, and see who comes out on top to prove AI's point or not. <laughs> are you gonna start? Are you gonna start Chris Kamen at center? No, nah, man. I'm going small ball. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch is going to be the five. All right, we're going to end with our last segment. That, of course, is dub or dud. You guys have to decide on if this story or this person, if you're going to give it a dub or a dud. And we're going to start with Lance Stevenson. He was at a pickup game, and he took a video of a man in a bucket hat, Adidas warm-up pants, and shades. And this was the guy who called next. I'm going to have RJ play that video. <laughs> Here's Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Pointing the, the camera at him. So I want to know, is this a dub or a dud to show up to a pickup game with a bucket hat, warm-up pants, and shades. I'm going to start with John. The game is indoor, by, by the way, and is wearing shades. I'm going to say, can I give this dub, dubs and duds? Because there's so much going on in this video. First thing I, I want to say is Lance Stevenson, is, he's not even in the league anymore, right? He's not, I'm pretty sure no NBA team picked him up. <laughs> so for him to clown on some random... Laker legend? Laker legend Lance Stevenson, my God. So 
for him to clown on some random dude in the gym at a, re a recreational game come on man that's that's low second thought is i honestly my first thought about that guy with the bucket hat it reminded me of billy hoyle and white man can't jump and i would just i'm envisioning him ball, just coming yes. out to the court and schooling everybody and then lance stevenson decided not to post that part where he got crossed over by the kid with the bucket hat and adidas pants so i'm gonna give lance stevenson a dud and i'm gonna give this white guy billy hoyle woody harrelson a dub because in my mind <laughs> he killed it out there when he when he got next jj what do you give it a oh i you know i'm gonna say a dub and i'm gonna go with the greatest philosopher of all time charlie murphy which is don't judge a book by its cover that's right. Prince balled them up with, with blouses. And he said, you know you didn't get those clothes from the men's yeah. section. That's so, right. That's right. And Prince is able to ball in high heels and a blouse. This, yeah. this cat could come in with a bucket hat, leather pants, high heels, whatever this dude wants. <laughs> Just as long as you could ball, you're all good, my guy. Yeah. yeah, man, he could be pulling an Uncle Drew out there. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to agree. Like, especially with that dud towards Lance Stevenson that John uh, suggested. Because, Lance, like, you can't be talking smack about this guy, man. Because right now you're in the same league. You're playing at the same spot. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so you I can't like be talking smack about him. Like please. Yeah, him and the bucket. Anyway. Him and the bucket guy scored the exact same points last season in the NBA. Zero. <laughs> Bonafide scrub. He can't play. Shots fired. And our next topic. Apparently, it's been leaked that during Clay Thompson's first contract negotiation, he left in the middle of negotiations to go feed his dog Rocco. John, do you give? Do you give Clay Thompson a dub or a dud for this? Oh man, I'm a as a dog, a new dog owner, new puppy owner, and just I love animals. I gotta give him a dub, man. He's got a he's got his priorities straight. He was, you know, he doesn't care about multi millions. He cares about the making sure his dog gets nourished. I can't hate True. on him for that, right? Come on, man. He's and and in all honesty, Clay knows he's gonna get paid, so. In my eyes, is it really a negotiation? I know that he's coming off a serious injury, but when Clay is at the top of his game, he's probably the second best shooter. He he is the second best shooter in the league behind after Steph Curry, and arguably he might be better as a spot up shooter. Um, that's debatable, but what? Uh, you know, I gotta give him a dub for that. Dub. JJ. It's a dub. Like, how much power do you have where you could just say, all right, I got to feed my dog. Yeah, that's a weird out. flex, right? Yeah, it's a weird, it's a dope <laughs> flex. And like, oh. shout out to all the dog owners. Um, I got to do this, guys. I want to shout out to, give a shout out to my two dogs, Penny and Rocky. You, you two are old, but I love you to death. Can you guys give a shout out to your dogs too? Yeah, man. I gotta give a shout out to Yoshi. Like, I gotta actually leave right now and go feed Yoshi. 
So you guys there can finish up the pod. There you go. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not gonna pull a Clay Thompson. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you're negotiating with us, right? How much are we paying you? Yeah, like for sure. three or five dollars an hour. The same I amount. Wish, I wish. As Lance Stevenson and Pocket Guy scored. Yeah, same amount. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> John, shout out your dog. What's your dog's name? Man? Yeah, well, man. Stella. 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 I got to give a shout out to Stella, man. I love her. She's uh, she's the second or third most important female in my life. And she's uh, she's a little crazy. She's a lunatic. She gives me a lot of headaches, but I love her, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, dude. So, so. Dub, dubs to, to Clay Thompson, to Rocco, to our dogs, to all the the dog dads out there, I guess. And for our last topic, I have KG with this ultimate petty move. He crops out Ray Allen from his IG story on a photo from the 2011 All-Star break. JJ, do you give this a dub or a dud? That's a dud for sure. Like, you're still bothered about something from, like, way, like, past a decade. This dude, like, helped you win something that you take pride in which is your championship ring and let's be frank like did lebron really ruin your mental health that much that you got to cut out the homie that helped you is lebron in your head that much that's what i think right you lose right john i think of a pharrell williams song because i'm happy but i i change it and say because i'm petty he's super <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I'm with JJ man it's a dud I don't don't get it I don't get it it's how long ago is this has this feud been going on or when did it start how long has it been going on for does it really matter at this point nobody none of these guys are playing basketball other than Rondo and he's at the tail end of his career I mean come on guys like get over it there's so much more important things going on KG is just he seems like one of those guys that's very sensitive. He's he was he was a hell of a player. He had the demeanor and he was aggressive and he would get in your face. He was the old school type of player that I enjoyed watching, but he's this is a, such a dud move. It's kind of whack. It just makes you seem like such a baby, you know? <laughs> I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. Like definitely dud in my eyes too, and that's actually all we have for tonight's episode jj thank you for being on my friend shout out fans love you all john thank you for being on yo shout out to all the dog dads and dog moms (laughs) shout out and of course shout out to the video producer rj i'm rosa panta we are the clinic all nba podcast come find us wherever you get your podcast